What's up, everybody? This is your host, Mai Shul. And Gao Zong. Welcome to our very last episode of Harris Out. Our partnership with Youth Prize has come to an end. We just want to thank you guys very, very much for tuning in every episode and following us and keeping up with our podcast. This has truly been a blessing to be a part of something so great. If you haven't already, make sure you, you check out our previous episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. They will still be up forever on the internet. And as usual, if you want to stay up to date with us, follow us on our social media at HearUsOutMN on Instagram and Facebook. Join us, two out of shape friends, Gao Zong and Mai Shua, as we invite youth to speak their truths and break down social justice issues. We will discuss everything from race to mental wellness, politics, and singing out of key in the drive through lane. Hi, how can I help you? Can I get some social justice? So listen up and hear us out. So best friend, how you been? I've been good. A little disoriented with my days still, but other than that, it's it's, it's been pretty good. What about you? Um, I don't know. This little heat that we're getting in Minnesota, I'm actually kind of being ungrateful about it yeah <laughs> you miss <laughs> the cold or something just because i want to go skiing again but yes oh my god <laughs> i think uh this weather today matches how we feel about this being our last episode so true i'm <laughs> i'm kind of with it um so question of the day for you who is your go-to person in times of need I mean, I already know the answer, but go ahead and tell them. Okay. All <laughs> right. Uh, I, I say I, I have two. When um, I think my first person will probably be my girlfriend just because she's like, we're constantly talking. So if anything happens, like she's one of the first person I talk to. But other than that, when it comes to like advice or I just need someone to like talk shit with, <laughs> probably be you, my best <laughs> friend. Um, so, yeah. And I guess when we're just, like, sad and want to go on a little night cruise and order McDonald's, <laughs> um, you're definitely my go-to person for that. But, yeah, how about you? Um, I would have to say it's you and our other best friend, Quay, of course. You guys yeah, are, Quay. You guys are, like, totally, like, opposites, you know? Like, when I need, like, a serious person to, like, vent and rant to, I have you and then Quay whenever I just want to have, like, a casual, like, get together talk and sit down yeah i just need like someone by my side quay's always there so it's it's nice to have a little bit of both worlds you know yeah so we do have a special guest joining us on our last episode i'm gonna say that every time every time (laughs) but um please everybody put your hands together to introduce tyson matthews Um, so who is your, oh, actually tell us a little bit about yourself, um, just what you do and where you go to school and stuff like that. So my name is Tyjon Matthews and, um, I go to school down at Tougaloo College in Mississippi. This is my first year I've completed, um, last month. Um, my major, I would say I am majoring in biology, Mm -hmm. um, emphasis in nursing. And what I plan to do with that is to help, um, kids or students with disabilities and tying that in with like recovering 
um, with all types of mental illnesses or, you know, anything else that, you know, people go through. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle. Um, and up here, coming back up here to Minnesota, I'm doing an internship with um, an elementary school. Right. So I'm being a teacher um, and teaching students. So That'll be fun. Yeah. So who is your go-to person in times of need? Okay, I have... Okay, I have a couple. So my first one I would say is my my uncle. Um, mm-hmm. being a male role model to me, he shows me what I could could not do or what I can do in means of of being a man. Actually, I would mm-hmm. say of saying like there's certain things that you're not allowed to do because you're in this position, or you know, being also as an, an a young man is like being able to see it from an older person's perspective and being able to see how he handled it when he was younger. Mm-hmm. and being able to do it somewhat on my own terms and be able to connect it with his terms. My second is my little brother. Um, so I kind of get like an older and a younger um, perspective because I'm also trying to teach him to being uh, a young man through the through the struggle and through around his age and um, him being 10, so him growing up and, you know, close to being a teenager, to being how he's supposed to... Um, handle certain situations and how I'm handling it so then I would be able to have a, a closer bond with him and right. figure that out so how's your conversations like different when you talk to your uncle about like something versus when you talk to your little brother about something so for my uncle it's more of like um seeing him as a mentor mm-hmm. type so it's like asking him more of the questions and being able to have a much more of a mature right talk. and learn from him yeah so okay. for my little brother it's more of a like you know this is what i have done right. you know and this is what i've seen and you know try to help him from there then it also helps me with remembering like okay maybe i need to do this next yeah. time you know he's always watching so maybe you know it helps reassure like he's watching and i have to do things different ways mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's, definitely it's for sure it's it's very important to like just have someone there to like go to whenever you're in need not just a person or like a, a few people even that you're able to connect with on many levels such as like spiritual levels or emotional support or just being like a physical like pillar lean on me type of relationship well that leads into our topic of today which is about mental wellness and we're just gonna just kind of have a conversation with you about mental wellness as a young black man how does being a man and not being able to show your emotions have affect your mental health okay i can relate to this um it's more of a Mm double-sided um Mm -hmm. conversation so i was raised by four older women i have three older sisters and a mom so my perspective of seeing how i should show my emotions and how they taught me how to show my emotions compared to when seeing it on social media, it's like guys are supposed to be like this, you know, right. and it's influencing you to always be quiet. So for my women, what I would say like the woman side of um, showing emotions, you know, more comfortable around women mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. saying, you know, girls like to see a guy that shows emotions. So me just being able to be myself right. and show what I don't like. And it also gives me a, a self-insurance and like for myself to be like, oh, okay, I can do this, you know, be comfortable right. around myself and be comfortable around, you know, certain type of people or women in, in, in general. And with social media, it kind of brought up to where I am more influenced by social media, which I shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, with saying like guys should be quiet, you know, they shouldn't show their emotions and they yeah, should be you tough. Know, yeah, be tough yeah. and all of that. So also being that, you know, being in between those is kind of 
excuse me, kind of being in, uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place. So mm-hmm. saying like, okay, maybe I can't be, you know, emotional in certain areas or in certain like, you know, positions. So like if it's something that my little brother sees, you know, can't really be too emotional, you know, he looks up to me, you know, but it's also showing him that it's okay to be emotional right. through certain, um, events, you know, and being able to show him like, it's okay to be emotional, but sometimes you have to, you know, toughen up just, you know, sometimes to get throughout the day mm-hmm. and get that done with. Yeah. What about you? I guess for your side as a, as a female, how has it been, I guess, difficult or how does showing your emotions has affected you mentally? Um, for that, I definitely do not like crying for me. Like, I, I mean, um people say it all the time crying isn't necessarily like a sign of weakness but i guess Mm -hmm. to me it kind of is like unless i really truly am close with this uh specific person i i will only cry to like someone that i'm really close to if i don't know them like i don't think i i can go up to a stranger and just start just like start crying yeah my (laughs) emotions out and just start crying that like that's just I just have these like personally I just have like my own little like boundary lines where I I don't think I'm able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um I can kind of agree on that yeah. one cuz yeah. like, I right? really don't I don't really cry. Like that's something like something gets frustrating. I really don't yeah, cry. Yeah, that's so funny because I don't I don't cry, but I'm kind of like a um like a angry cry. Like I I I'll hold it back, but yeah. I like if I'm in a, if I'm angry like i will shed some tears if i'm like stressed Mm -hmm. i could be like so there's a lot of like there's people who are like angry criers stressed criers happy criers just (laughs) anything will set tears off but for me it's it's um i think i learned to like kind of i know that i'm like an angry crier like i will cry if i'm angry or if something that i'm not used to is like intimidating for me i will want i feel like i want to cry but Mm -hmm. i learned to hold it back in and I rarely ever, like, cry, too. Um, yeah, I like to cry my own time. Like, I kind of just, like, set aside time to just... <laughs> 12 o'clock, <laughs> I gotta go cry now. <laughs> Literally, sometimes, like... Yeah. yeah. It's good to get it out. Better out than in. Right, but yeah. I think crying can help your mental health. Like, it, it's... Crying's kind of like... It's a, really stress-relieving, right, for exactly. sure. Yeah. Um. So, I just kind of want to ask this, but, like... I, what is, um, how does being, like, black and not being able to show your emotion have affected you? Because I think race, and I guess the ra- the way you're raised, and the people that you're, like, constantly surrounded yourself, and the, how, how has that affected your mental health? Um, yeah, I've actually, well, did a study about it in school. Um, yeah. Showing that being an African-American male, a young male, and showing your emotions so some people of different race wouldn't understand like right. the things that we go daily go through being you know um categorized or you know put in a certain position so when not showing your emotion through like if you're in school and you get in trouble you can't really you know show much too much of an anger mm-hmm. of emotion because then they categorize you as being angry right angry black male or you know and you're put into a category to where they're like he has anger issues and then it's uh right 
it's more put into like they have put you in rooms and then now you're categorized as one of those you know now you're a, a statistic and you're like okay this is another one that's angry so we're going to put him in a room or something like that right so being in a, in a different environment shows so like say if i um would get in trouble during our like this there's a specific thing that happens during like a work time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really show too much emotion for a couple of reasons because I have to, you know, remember that this is my job. You know, I got to be, um, a, you know, businessman and being able to be professional yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, be professional about it. And then the other part of me is like, okay, well, maybe I am put into the subject. Like maybe it's a test to try to get that person to be angry or be a black male to get him angry Mm -hmm. so like it's showing like okay i can't really show them this is not who i am so then that also puts me back in a category so i had a an example to where i had was categorized as being uh, a black male that was stealing something Mm -hmm. um my middle school year yeah going to a a softball game because one of my friends asked me and the coach thought i was going to steal their phones or something so then i explained to my sister like that you know that happened Mm -hmm. and she got mad like maybe you know i should go out there and tell her about herself or something like that i'm like but that wouldn't help you know yeah so being able to have that insurance of like you can't always go out there and yell because then it's not going to help in the future right it's gonna be like okay that's another black angry person you know they just always want to yell and cuss you out and something like that. But then if you show them the other side, you know, it's like, right. okay, I can be this person, be quiet. You know, I can pay attention. I can be a hard worker. I can, you know, handle things under hard pressure. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's definitely helped your mental health grow in a more mature way where you're able to like talk to yourself and like be able to figure such tough situations out. Right. I guess through yourself. I think which is very important, like, self-reflection is very important to, like, a good mental health. Um, Personally, for me, I've never really, like, I think just recently I've been able to, or in the last couple years, I was able to really focus on myself and kind of learn how to talk to myself in a way where I'm able to have, like, a good conversation not in a creepy way where i'm just sitting in my room talking to myself <laughs> but like in a good reflective way it was like why did that make me angry um how can i change the situation next time or how can i better the situation right, next time right. so do you guys have like a good like self-reflecting type or like what do you guys do when you guys self-reflect i think i like to think i'm pretty like conscious and like aware of like a lot of things that i do so i'm pretty reflective if i like mess up on something i guess like i'll come back to it and be like dang why'd i do that you know mm-hmm. like what, what 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 was going through my head at that time like just just you know basic right. stuff like that yeah i'm sort yeah. of on that side too because um being involved like in, involved not evolved being involved in um certain groups they would show you that everyone's always watching so when you're showing different emotions you they'll always say like it reflects on your family yeah so like if you you know you act out or you do something wrong it always reflects on your family and it shows that maybe this is how their family is or you know this is how they're raised so being able to always remember like okay maybe someone's watching Mm -hmm. to always do what's needed you know in public you know sometimes there's certain things that you mess up on and you also would have to reflect so i kind of agree on you with what you were reflecting Mm mm-hmm all right um for our second question do you think is physical uh physical health connected to mental and emotional wellness um i do so i'm a big athlete like so i take time in exercising um and 
making sure I take time to do that. So during college, when it's finals and you get stressed out, mm-hmm. it's it, I say it's really huge to make sure that you exercise. Because when you're exercising and you start seeing results, you start getting healthy thoughts about yourself, to which right. creates positive, you know, For sure. thoughts through your mm-hmm. mental thoughts. And um, during like the the studying, so you get your sleep and you get your exercise, you get away of yeah. through all that studying. So you take a step back through the studying. And you're, bab- you're, you're basically um, showing that you can do all of this at the same time and you can take a step back and take a break from it. So mm-hmm. then when you come back, you feel more energized. You're a lot more healthy. So when you're you're working out, I believe that you're more healthy to stay up longer. You know, you're not really in that, that slump, I would say. Because yeah. you're able to eat healthy. You're able to, to think that you're able to do a lot more than you were if you right. were just sitting in your room in the dark or you're not yeah. socializing or anything else like that yeah have you ever like experienced where you were in that slump where it was just like not good where it's even if you try to get yourself to go to the gym it's just like it was just like a, a crappy workout and you just come back and you just like bingey or even like i don't know get into like bad habits and like you just were in a very down like was it state yeah, yeah i um actually kind of had a whole year a school year mm-hmm. um my junior year i was involved in a lot of activities so i was in all ib ap mm-hmm. classes um i did four sports in three seasons then i had working and then family and then having a significant other yeah so that was just like a toll so it was like that's I explained, a lot yeah of, yeah <laughs> so i explained to my coach and he's like he's seen it in certain games or in practice he's like what's what's wrong and i'm like i'm just in a slump and he's like, you know, do you need, you know, sometimes, and that's also big to talk to an adult. Right. And he was like, do you need to talk about it? And I'm like, no. And now I believe that was my issue to be like, no, I don't want to talk to an adult, you know, even though yeah. we're close. I was like, no, I'm cool. I can handle it. So that's also being what I struggled with mm-hmm. and learning that over the junior year, like, okay, I can, you know, work through it. But that was, it. there was the whole year, like, like, okay, maybe, you know, I need to take a step back and I seen the results the next year when I took a step back like still involved but yeah um seeing what I was not able to do or seeing what I was able to do when I took the step back it was a lot of stress relief relief and being able to show other people like it's okay to do all of the you know extracurricular activities but make sure to worry about yourself so that was just me not being worried about myself Mm -hmm. and it was like that's not self you know self motivated so i wasn't self motivated to finish all of the activities so it was mm-hmm. a big slump that i was yeah in. yeah what about you have you like were you in a bad like spot before and then what bad habits did you grow on that like ruined your mental health or anything like that did you experience anything like that um i have i i can say i have depressing thoughts but and a way that I overcome that, I guess, is to do things that I enjoy. So, like, hobbies such as gymming, um, makeup, just little getaway adventures and stuff. And I'm, I think gymming, like, staying active for me definitely, like, helps me a lot. Like, trying to, like, you know, achieve your goal of, I don't know, whatever I'm striving for, you know, mm-hmm. for sure will boost up my um my self-esteem 
and that comes into play for like a lot of things making me like want to like step out into like the world more and like just be more um comfortable in my own skin and everything like that overall really helps my mental like wellness and everything like that also like i say that um physical like health is really important i guess is because like personally i think like okay i don't don't know where i'm going with this but like (laughs) (laughs) what's your take on it um is physical health connected to mental emotional health definitely i think when I was in a very dark spot and I was in a very dark state with myself, I gained a lot of pounds. I was in really, I was I was doing a lot of bad things. I mean, everybody knows that underage drinking happens and I, I did that a lot and I was like doing, I was smoking and stuff and it wasn't like, I wasn't in my happiest state, but doing those things made me forget. So that made me have poor mental health in a, in a place where it affected my my physical health i was like i think my heaviest was like 160 165 mm-hmm. okay <laughs> um and i'm not like i'm not proud of that like even when i go look back at my like pictures from like a year ago you can see that weight on my face and stuff and it's like it's definitely my eating habit was horrible i was binge eating all the time and i would Sorry, I'll even have days where I wouldn't eat at all, and then the next day, all I would do was eat, and it was like I had no self control. I had no positive thoughts. It was always negative. I was angry all the time. I remember me and my parents weren't at the best. Like, um, our relationship wasn't like the best. I had moments where I would like me and my parents would like argue every single day. I would slam the door. I was like a little, you know ready who would slam the door <laughs> on their parents face i did that and i felt like now where i'm at where i, I have uh, i would like to say i'm mentally like okay and i'm in a good spot when i think about how i acted out like that is just to me it's insane like to me i was like that was another person that's that's not someone i was even like i can even look back and be like yeah that was me because i'm not proud to say that, that was me and like i have no like Mem- like I do have memory of that happening, but I have like I just I don't want to associate myself with that person, that monster that I was, and I think that had to do with the fact that I had really poor mental health. So I guess for for you guys is like when you guys had really poor mental health, how did that affect you? Like what like how, did you change completely also, or were you able to be more like grounded and like? You will have your bursts of, like, angers and stuff, but could you reflect back and stuff? You know, for me at that time, it was, like, no. Like, if I burst it out, I burst it out. And I, like, it was just really bad. But now I can say that's a different spot where if I get angry, I can talk to myself and be, like, step back from the situation and breathe and then go back with a clear head. So. So I could say yes and no because at that time I was still learning about myself Mm -hmm. Um, and being like relating it back to the previous questions and being a young African-American male I couldn't just you know burst out in certain areas so you know I had to try to have self-management and be like okay maybe you know you can't really do that at this time because it's not going to be beneficial in the future and people are going to look at you differently but I also can relate to what you're saying like I 
um, about the situation with the drugs and, yeah. you know, alcohol and stuff like that. So being an athlete, that paid a huge toll on me. So right. saying, like, I would do go to parties on, like, Saturdays and stuff like that and have games that Friday night and then Saturdays, it's like it was unhealthy and then going to practice that whole right. week. It, it took it took a lot out of me so it yeah was, it was and it bad. definitely takes a toll on your body because you're used to being able to run like so fast and then you <laughs> yeah. literally you took a shot and then now you're just like dragging the whole yeah, field sluggish. Like, right what about you have you experienced anything with with how you like personality changed when you were in like a poor mental state um i was pretty like okay freshman year my grades i was top 20 students at school um my grades were a's and b's only and then um sophomore year comes along i started ditching school more i just got into bad habits of um not making time to do homework and such and my grades like drastically like went down Mm -hmm. uh sophomore year i went to probably like top 50 and then junior year it just got worse and worse to the point where i almost didn't graduate uh high school because I was going through, like, my own personal problems, like, fighting my own battle and everything. Mm -hmm. And that just took a, like, a toll on my, like, mind and, like, body and everything. Um, I, for sure, um, it it was just really hard. Like, I just had no motivation for anything. I had very, like, uh, depressing thoughts. And it was just, it was just really bad. And I, and my, that that led into like a pretty um bad first year of college too because of all of those habits over time they just kept going and going and then like forming and then they just get worse and worse and right now I am trying to like overcome it but like it's 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 still slowly Yeah. yeah it's still hard like it's slowly progressing but I can for sure say it's not gonna like change overnight because yeah I mean this happened throughout all of like high school it's yeah it's not like yeah something that can change overnight for sure right yeah. and what i noticed for you like from my like being your best friend and being standout it's like whenever you go through a hardship you're kind of like a turtle you <laughs> like immediately suck into your shell and you i do yeah. do not talk to anybody you like don't want to do anything i don't know why but that's just like yeah my, my first initial reaction to like whenever i'm like stressed out or right. like sad over something i like to like shut myself out for a while and then Mm -hmm. until i really can't stand anymore then i'll like go out reach out to people and do you think that's healthy for you to do like i don't think so no but it's like it's because i've i've like been doing that for like the past like what three four years that that's all i'm used to you know so it's it's definitely like a um a challenge to like try and like try something new you know Mm -hmm. right right so i guess with these hardships i know you guys talked about a little bit about like being active and stuff but how have you overcome like how have you overcame the situation mentally and emotionally i guess and not so physically and like going to the gym and like getting yourself active but like how do you talk to yourself mentally how do you talk to other people mentally like what do you do to reach out um for me i had to get to know myself what Mm -hmm. i did or what i didn't like so um throughout the summer of my my junior year this is where I would say I found myself and being more of a mental health and um I've joined I joined a group uh called legacy and we talked about uh health and wellness and what is not good for you throughout like relationships and your mental and you know what's toxic so being able to find out what I like 
Mm-hmm. So that helped me figure out like, no, maybe, you know, I shouldn't do this because I remember the outcome last time, yeah. you know, and be able to know what my body would like, well, mentally, mm-hmm. what my body is going to react on. So it, it's always an, a, a cause and effect, right. so, you know, a cause and action cause a reaction. And being able to learn from that, it showed that I can be able, well, I showed and taught myself that I can be able to pull back from what all I had and, you know, look at all of the stuff that I have done, you know, sometimes showing the positive mm-hmm. out of it and be like, okay, this is what has happened. You know, not always showing your negatives, you know, you show your positives and your negatives to be able to learn from that and be able to look out and show to myself like, okay, this happened last time and reflecting. So I'd say pulling back, take the load off and reflect mm-hmm. on who I am and what I, what I like and what I know, you know? Right. What about you? For me, like I said, I'm still like trying to overcome it every day. Um, but for sure, like that, like back to my senior year, like when I for sure was about to like not graduate, like I freaked out so bad. I was the the only thing on my mind was, oh my god, my parents are gonna whoop my ass. <laughs> and I guess I was that gave me a little bit like more boost of like um, motivation to like actually reach out to the teacher for help, ask what I can do. Like I really didn't want to like not graduate with like my class you know Mm -hmm. so I yeah I actually reached out and till today I'm still trying to like progress and like get over whatever I need to get over and Mm -hmm. yeah there's just no specific way of like doing it I, I I'm just um for now I feel like I'm just doing a lot of things that make me happy and that's a start for me that's good Everybody starts somewhere. It's always like it's baby steps. It never has to be a giant leap. White um, slug bug. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it was just kind of realizing that these, like the drugs and alcohol, doesn't help the situation. So I, like, I cut back from it drastically where I can uh, successfully say that I've been so sober from it for like over a year or almost That's a year crazy. now. And that's probably one of the biggest thing that I feel accomplished on. And because of that, I've been able to know myself and know my body and know what I need. And I know to like talk to myself. So even if I am having a bad day and I don't feel like eating, I can always talk myself into like, yeah, but you need this to like go throughout the rest of your day. And that this is not for, this is not forever. You'll be okay. You know? And so knowing myself has definitely, um, change the the game for me mentally, and I think that being alone definitely helped me. Like so, like I think being alone was probably the toughest thing to do, but the best thing for me. I don't know about I, y'all, I, but I know I agree with that. Yeah. Being, you start, you see, you specifically see the outreach of like everything. Oh yeah, for sure. And then um, I guess. Who did you guys reach out to when you were, like, very sad <laughs> or something? Um, more of, like, I I tried going to you two, my two best friends, but for the most part, I, like you said, just, I just got tired of um, feeling helpless, you know? Like, yeah. if I don't help myself, no one's going to help me. I got to... Mm-hmm help yeah. get up and do something you know yeah start with yourself yeah 
Um, I would say I would I can agree with you guys. Basically, starting with myself, mm-hmm. I really didn't have an older person or anybody else, you know, around my my age, you know, to help. Cause I still have, you know, some immature friends that still do, you know, certain things. We all have, you know, some yeah. friends that we do that, you know, but still separating myself from them to be able to have re- uh, self-insurance of like, okay, I have to do this, you know. So it was basically like how you were saying, mm-hmm. being by yourself and seeing it and, and experiencing it. Yeah. It helped me throughout the yeah these last few years. So mm-hmm. music. that For sure. <laughs> that played a, a huge part so like music and doing something i love or listening to other people's music yeah lyrically. yeah and so i think that kind of just wraps up our conversation with you today thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you Tyson, for coming by so you guys just heard our conversation with Tyson, but now we will introduce our mental health therapist Birgit. can you introduce what you do and the work you do at tubman um, my name is Birgit Kelly, and I am the Director of Clinical Services at Tubman's Chrysalis Center, which is a mental health clinic. Tubman is a full-service social service agency. We have domestic violence shelter, we have youth services, we have legal services, and mental health and chemical health services. And mm-hmm. so I'm in charge of that little pocket. That's awesome. Okay. So we just have um, a few questions for you to answer and one of them is what effects can uh, mental health have on you physically or mentally what effects can mental health have on you physically or mentally well poor mental health can have a lot of effects on us mentally and physically so mentally we're going to see things like poor concentration or like i can't think straight Mm -hmm. or i can't get my act together um, or like super hyper-focused might also be a symptom or an indicator. Uh-huh. Um, like I can't like stop thinking about something. I get obsessed about cookie dough or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Actually, it's usually more extreme. Um, um, anxiety, we're going to see that a lot, or worry thoughts. Um, you might have sleep problems where you're sleeping a lot or you can't sleep at all or sleeping too much. Um, we might see an appetite change where people are hungry all the time or mm-hmm. don't eat anything. Right. Um, so those are some of the kind of early indicators. Um, physically, we might have more aches and pains, mm. or we might get sick a lot, or our immune system might take a hit, so we're more susceptible to getting sick, or whatever bug is going around the office or going around school, we might be first to get it and last to let it go. Um, we might have like thoughts that kind of bother us, like memories or thoughts about bad things that have happened that can't we can't put away, we can't compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the effects that yeah. that would have on us poor mental health. Right. And good mental health means that when I, something comes up that's stressful, I can manage it. Mm. I can still sleep. I can still eat and hang with my people and, you know, see my family if that's helpful to me, you know, and I'm not e- overusing substances or, you know, eating a lot of junk food. Those are some co- signs that I'm my good mental health right. is happening. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And can it like um so like can mental health be sort of like a gene- a genetic inheritance like certain diseases and stuff like that? Is that possible? Yeah, we've found that some of the, um, the most like significant like big mental illnesses can be genetic, especially like bipolar. We've done a lot of research right. showing that that can be genetic. 
Um, I think anecdotally we see anxiety can pass on from generation to generation. Um, certainly trauma, especially if there's historical trauma. So yeah. we come from a, a population mm -hmm. that has a lot of historical trauma, then that's going to show up. It's going to change our genetics. So we might be more susceptible to depression or anxiety or even trauma just from things that happened to our ancestors. Um, and so those are some things, I think there's some indicators that uh, schizophrenia can be passed on genetically or that we might have a predisposition to schizophrenia if it's been in the family. Um, but a lot of it is environmental, kind of a nature nurture. So if, right. say my caregivers were really depressed or had post-traumatic stress disorder, it's gonna impact my environment, how I grow up. Mm -hmm. right. And so like if mom's always afraid and paranoid, then I might always be afraid and paranoid. Right. Or if I'm really anxious, then my kids might also feel anxiety. You oh, know? Okay. So yeah. that it's more of kind of an environmental pass along from the mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I like how you mentioned that there's there's two categories of mental health where it's like it could be poor or it could be either good. So how can one come to the conclusion that they're diagnosed with like poor mental illness? Well, some of those indicators, like I talked about, you know, you might, might want to kind of pay attention to some things that feel different or feel off. So all of us have bad days right? where we don't have a lot of motivation or a lot of energy. But if I have a bad day every day for two weeks where I can't get out of bed right. or I don't want to do my stuff or I don't want to see my friends or I have thoughts about I wish I was dead, then that's maybe something like, well, then this is escalating it to something a little bit more than a bad day. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we also would want to look at things like if I'm um, feeling really stressed out where I can't cope, where I kind of have panic attacks, or I feel so anxious that I can't go to school or to work right. or be with my friends, um, or if I you know, wake up in the middle of the night, and that again is happening over and over for like a couple weeks at a time, that might be something moved beyond just normal anxiety and stress to something's going on. Right. And certainly big things like if I have thoughts about wanting to be dead, or I wish I was dead, or if I have um, thoughts where I, I feel really paranoid or anxious, mm -hmm. um, then I would want to pay attention to that. Um, things like being sad all the time, is a big indicator, um, not just, I mean, if somebody dies or something, we have a breakup or something bad happens, there's a lot right. to be sad about. Mm -hmm. But if I can't get over it, if I feel, and not that we should get over sadness, but if I can't stop being sad and, and I'm watching Hallmark commercials and I'm crying and, right. you know, octonauts yeah. with my grandson and I'm crying, then it's like something's going on. Right. Um, and then also, you know, a lot of people have um, trauma that, doesn't maybe show up until later on mm -hmm. and so um, like thoughts of something bad that happened to me or a traumatic incident or feeling like I can't go out of the house or like I'm not safe anywhere um, or I'm having a lot of trouble with my body so like it feels like it's aches and pains or like I'm really sensitive to sound or light or you know I like feel more sensitive than usual those yeah. might be things that's tell me that something worse is happening than just right. having an off day right. or the flu. Um, and then I think anger and rage is a big thing. So if yeah. I feel angry all the time, a lot of depression, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, and even paranoia and thought disorder like a schizophrenia might show up as anger mm -hmm. or right. even rage. Right. 
So I guess like once you come to the initial conclusion that it's not just a bad day and it's kind of like a, it's been like a bad week, month or so, what are the steps that someone can take when they're seeking for help? Like what are the first few steps that they can take? Well, I think the first thing is to reach out, right? To find right. someone that you feel safe with, um, that you can talk with. And, and it's okay to talk with our friends, but sometimes our friends don't know what to do with that, right? If I went to my friends uh-huh. and said, mm-hmm. hey, I think I'm depressed. They would and f- with the, um, to reach out, like how do you know who is reliable and trustworthy? Like, right. Yeah, so I think it's important to think about someone who might actually be able to help you. So uh, like I said, my friends might not be able to, but I might have a counselor at school or my doctor, mm-hmm. um, or I might have a trusted teacher or an, a parent or an auntie or someone that I know is safe and that they can kind of talk me through it. Right. Um, or reaching out to a crisis line. You know, Tubman has a crisis line. There's a lot of crisis connection, a lot of different crisis lines in the community that mm-hmm. you can reach out and say, this is happening. And they can say, oh, you know, let's see if we can help you figure it out. So it's, it's finding someone who actually can take it from, oh, that's, that's too bad, to here's what we can do about it. Right. You know, and most docs, you know, primary care physicians or OBGYN, most of them have some training in mental health so that they can help you go to the next step. Right. And we believe it's very important to have your mental health be good and not poor. So what, um, what actions can people who are listening or even people who are going through a tough time, what actions can they take? Like what, what, what is the crisis line and what does your clinic offer? Um, some of the kind of preventative steps or things just about taking care of yourself. We, we're doing a, a mental health awareness month kind of a campaign about three steps for better mental health, which is breath, body, and breaks. And so like just taking a breath, um, attending to, like if I'm really anxious and taking a few breaths mm-hmm. might slow my heart rate down, help me kind of settle in a little bit. Um, or doing a mindfulness practice every day. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, just kind of getting centered and focused, um, and then attending to the body. So eating enough, um, eating good food, mm-hmm. sleeping enough, taking naps. I'm all in favor of naps. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking naps when you can, um, and you know, making sure that if you're not well, you're taking care of that. So yeah. attending to your well-being and your body, um, and then any kind of movement, exercise. You know, going to the gym, going for a walk, doing yoga, dancing singing, those kind of things which bring energy and joy into your body are really helpful. Um, And then um, I always say protein and water are really important. My kids call it my Windex from (laughs) my big fat Greek wedding. But it's like if you're not feeling good, having a little protein and a little water is probably going to boost that. So, So attending to it, but then also paying attention. So if I have lots of aches and pains, um, you know, trauma especially affects the nervous system. So if I have a lot of nerve pain or if, you know, like fibromyalgia or I'm really uncomfortable when it's cold or really uncomfortable when it's hot, then yeah. there might be something else going on. So listening to what my body is telling me, right? you know, getting sick a lot is a good indicator that your mental health might not be 100%. Mm-hmm. So taking care of that. And then finally breaks. I mean, taking a break from whatever it is that you're doing that might be stressful. Um, I have my staff get up and walk around, you know, take a stretch at your desk, um, take a day off, or if you can't do that, you know, try to take breaks during your day. 
um, so just standing up at your desk or up at your workstation, where, whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. um, getting outside in nature is huge. That's really going to help us feel better. Um, and I think trying to kind of balance, and it's hard to find balance in our lives now, but to try to balance work and fun, right? So go right. hang yeah. out and do yeah. fun things. And then really be in the moment, not thinking about, oh, I've got, I'm doing this fun thing now, but I have to get done so I can go do work. Because that, that's not really enjoying the moment. So start right. being present with it and, and taking a break from the everyday stress. Yeah. that's I like that. That's super important. And we just want to just say a quick thank you. That um, was a lot of useful information. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of them were like common sense, like, but it w it's like a good reminder to like get it, like said from someone else like yeah. wow like you know yeah. yeah yeah i actually like if a person really needs to like take those steps it's actually mm -hmm. really useful to hear it you know when i think it's important if i just just a little plug is that yeah. that we get to be ambassadors for mental health so if i see my friend really stressed out i can say maybe you need a break or let's take a walk yeah right, right? and so that's those are those nice preventative things and like say are you okay you seem really down you need to talk to somebody Right, mm -hmm. and then maybe it escalates to the level of like our clinic. So our clinic does individual therapy, group therapy. You know, we do um, medication management. We have all kinds of groups and all kinds of support. And so that's great. I think that's an excellent tool. And of course, advocate for therapy because I'm a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's also just kind of those day to day. Whereas you know we get to be ambassadors to support each other. You know, in our community and have healthier healthier lives. That's Definitely. great. So um, I guess just some few action items that you guys can take. Definitely the Tubman Clinic is definitely open for you guys. So where where are you guys located? The Mental Health and Chemical Health Clinic is on 44th in Chicago in South Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And so um, you can call our intake line and they can set you up with a therapist or a group or we have a free drop-in group for people um, who don't have insurance or don't really want to commit to therapy at that point. Yeah. Um, we have a a chemical dependency program for adult women um, and then a ton of different groups like dbt which a lot of people are looking for we have a trauma programs most of our therapists specialize in trauma mm -hmm. so really reaching out to them um, best bet would be to go to tubman.org the website because yeah. we have a whole host of services we also have our youth and young adult services which are for young adults and youth who have had experiences of violence in some way mm -hmm. um, and and we also have uh, several different youth programs to support people. And then um, there's just a link that if you guys would like to check it out, um, it's just www.mentalhealth.gov. And it's just basically a link where you can just read all about mental health if you want any more information, if you just want to get more educated on the mm -hmm. topic. NAMI is also a great web website, the NAMI. National Alliance for Mentally Ill, which is an national program but they right. have a lot of information on their website yeah so nami.org so these are definitely um many action items that you guys can take if you guys are interested in bettering your mental health because you can always better your mental health even if it is good uh take care of you guys just take care of yourself and just want to say a quick thank you for coming all the way out here and having a conversation with us thanks for having me i think yep. it's important it's good work you're doing thank you thanks for doing it so i just want to thank Youth Prize, want to thank Lizzie, want to thank, of course, Chanel for being the backbone to our podcast. For sure. And mm -hmm. all our special guests for joining us on this journey. 
um this has definitely like i said been a blessing and just been a huge experience that i will take forever into my life and as for me i feel completely the same i'm blessed to have landed this opportunity it's it's been a very like experienceful and like amazing ride um everyone that we featured on here for sure taught me more than like one thing for sure each time like we brought a a guest on to here was very it was just like learning with like each other and Mm -hmm. everything like that yeah definitely each episode it was like something new but definitely check out chanel she has her own podcast she's like running her own thing she's trying to create a podcast company she does songwriting and singing and she's amazing singer so please check out her stuff ask um, a guy yeah mm-hmm. ask uh, ask a guy on facebook SoundCloud. and instagram yeah just want to plug you in it because <laughs> you literally you made this all happen you do all the editing and you run your own own stuff so thank you so much for that and wherever lizzie is is she's listening right now <laughs> <laughs> thank you for making this happen but yeah and then would you like to plug yourself um yes you can find me on social media at Tajan um Darrell Matthews I don't know if you guys are gonna put up the link or anything else like that but if you you know to find me on like Facebook my Facebook is Tajan um Darrell Matthews um my my Instagram is Tarzan so it's T-A-R-Z-A-N dash 17 and I do you know sometimes I do snippets of covers and, and music and stuff like that um, and my Snapchat um, swish up, which is S W I S S C H U P dash seventeen. So I have a lot of stuff that yeah seventeen <laughs> yeah in there. But yeah yeah no definitely hit up all our guests. They all have some unique talent behind what they do. Um, so make sure y'all do that. And we are, are out. Thanks, thanks for, for hearing, hearing us out. out.